gentlemen, we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the AEW Dynamite Review Show. As always, hosted by your boy TK. And if you're watching live, you can tell I'm not alone. I got the first lady of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I got the host of the Wrestle Bread Podcast. She's the gaming queen over on the Twitch <laughs> streaming every Monday and Tuesday. Throw your ones up for the first lady, JD. How you doing, JD? I'm doing good, first of all. It was a really good episode of Dynamite right there. So, yeah, it's always good on a Wednesday when Dynamite is good. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. And I wasn't on at all last week. Last week was a wild week. We had a five-day vacation, basically with the 4th of July. How was your 4th of July? It was good. Um, a lot, like I had said previously before, a lot of fireworks. I even, my brother-in-law came over and we had set off some fireworks too. So it was just, uh, just awesome, basically. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good weekend. I went up to my buddy in Michigan. Uh, real good time. I watched WWE Money in the Bank in a hot tub. I mean, does it get any better than that? And wow. then like four <laughs> hours later, I went back and watched you guys. Very drunk. I went back and watched you guys watch that show. And I chimed in like <laughs> laughing every now and then because it was so cool to watch you guys do a rewatch along. If you haven't watched it yet, it's right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Go back. Watch the rewatch along, which is really a watch along at this point. Because if unless it was that day, it was it's not rewatch along. It's a watch along now. Go watch Money in the Bank with the Bloodline because it was entertaining as hell, especially that main event. Seeing yes. the tribal chief, our tribal chief's reaction to his tribal chief going down that was awesome. But yo, a little quick housekeeping before we get into things again, right here live on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So please hit that like button please hit that subscribe button every day all day seven days a week shows right here on youtube so like subscribe please and we're sitting at 298 subscribers we are two away from 300 you could be that 300 subscriber you could be 300 and if you are you see it leave a little comments in here 300 subscriber i don't know maybe 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 something will happen I don't know. Maybe something will happen, though. So if you're 300, leave a little comment here, okay? So please like, please subscribe, sports, wrestling, entertainment all day, every day. And if you go ahead and put the Bloodline Entertainment Network into your little search bar right there, what you'll do is you'll be able to listen to us. Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you get your audio, you'll be able to get them. And when you do that, the website pulls up, bloodlinenetwork.com. All your sports, all your wrestling, all your entertainment needs. My dude, Graydon's dropping movie trailers on there now. Everything you need right there, one spot, bloodlinenetwork.com. And that's all the housekeeping, First Lady. So what we're going to do tonight, I'm not going to sit here and do my long-winded review of this episode. I'm going to rip what's happened really quick last week, collision, in this. It's going to be very, very fast. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to play some AEW Topic Battle Royal because there's a lot of fucking shit to talk about. Yes. And uh, I haven't had time to talk about it. And we got time tonight. Whether it's Forbidden Door, the Owen Hart Cup Tournament, CM Punk versus Ricky Starks in the finals of that maybe. That AEW Blind Eliminator Tag Tournament when Adam Cole and MJF are fucking pure comedy. They are hilarious. Yes. The Blood and Guts match. We get in Blood and Guts and Moxley Girl. Blood and Guts. Uh, BCC versus the elite, and he even went back and like he said, as someone once said, and he screamed blood and guts. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 
Britt Baker, Ruby Soho continue their originals versus Outcast feud. Obviously, uh, the Jack Perry heel turn and Hook. Hook got his hands on him a little bit tonight. So, you know, I'll definitely talk about that a little bit. The Brian Danielson injury, you know, what's going on with that? So, really, whatever it is that we want to talk about, we'll, we'll bring it up and we'll talk about it. So, first lady, really quick, let me rip on last week. John Moxley beat Tomohiro Ishii in a fucking very hard-hitting match. Moxley was busted up all nasty. They, like, wouldn't stop headbutting each other. It was fucking physical, nasty, and fun. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee, and Vikingo. What a fucking team that was. That was a, so Seriously. much fun. Right? Right? Defeated the Jericho Appreciation Society. We got Jack Perry cutting his promo about fucking the hottest bitch in the companies, cashing fat paychecks. Hook comes out and literally chases him out of the building. This, this right here really got me going. The Dark Order versus the Elite. Finally, they grew some balls. They got some gumption. They told Hangman to fuck himself. And they're going to go do their thing. And they fought. They fought the Elite in the match. They lost. But after the match when BCC attacked, they looked like they were going to save Hanger. And they said, no, fuck off, bro. And, like, there was so much drama in the whole scene because Moxley was beating down Eddie Kings. Or, well, Moxley wasn't. But the BCC was beating down Eddie Kingston, having a chair on his neck, while Moxley was looking the other way. So Moxley's like, I'm not watching this go down, but you fucked up, bro. You fucked up. You fucked with my crew. You fucked up. While Heyman's getting his ass whooped, while the Dark Order's standing there watching, he's like, guys, guys. So, yo, the Tribal Chief and everyone who says the AEW can't tell stories, they're telling just one crazy big story up in there, and I was digging that first lady, how how did you feel about that? I mean, it's been crazy. I finally love the fact that we got something going with the Dark Order. Ever since, um, you know, of course, their their biggest peak was with Brody uh, Brody Lee, and then again with um, Hangman Page. Shout out to Justin Time, yeah, who's always just in time. Oh, I miss you, Justin. I miss you, brother. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you again, my dude. Um. So, yeah, so I'm happy that we finally getting something with the Dark Order that, you know, they're acknowledging that, hey, you were cool with us. And then all of a sudden you, you know, you're hanging out with them like they're your only friends and everything like that. Um, and then, of course, what you said, the, the uh, trios match with Keith Lee, finally Keith Lee in his old form again, no longer the wizard. Without the cape, you know? Out the cape and everything. He's no longer a wizard. So we got nice. him back with Orange Cassie and of course, who I always call King of the North. Shout out to the Tribal Chief. Wow. Tuning in to the AEW show. We just were talking about you, Tribal Chief, and how they were telling just mad stories last week in that Dark Order, Elite, BCC, Moxley, Kingston. But what's up, Tribal Chief? Thanks for tuning in, my dude. Yes. But yeah, that you know, we're finally getting a lot of um a lot of good wrestling, first of all, as we always do. But yeah, um, and then what else with the story, like we we uh you had said with BCC and the elite and BCC Eddie Kingston, it's like multiple stories mm-hmm. all put into one match. And so yeah, like um like Mox said, you know, as someone used to say, blood and guts. We're getting the men's a little earlier this year. So fingers crossed that for Wembley, we may get the women's version. Oh, Who knows? Geez. You know, since the men's is now being put out the way. But we shall see. At least like uh, Stadium Stampede. But no, those women, uh, 
Definitely. Sorry, Devin. They have, uh, they deserve it. Those women have put a lot into this. I feel like we'd be getting two blood and guts and we still might probably not, but I feel like we'd be getting two blood and guts for sure. If Jamie Hader didn't get hurt, which is kind of unfortunate because I feel like they really built the team. Now, Brit Hader, Willow, Sky, Sheeta. We know the five originals. Now you could add Taya to the OGs very easily. You can add Athena now with the Athena versus Willow match. that's going to go down in collision easily at Athena and that's a nasty five on that side. So I feel like we have the women now, like we really know what we're going to do on both sides, but we just can't pull the trigger yet. Cause Jamie's not back. And it's kind of, kind of unfortunate for sure. But, um, and then the last match Sting and Darby defeated Jericho or the pain maker and Sammy Guevara. And that was a fun match too. What'd you think about that match? I mean, Sting is fucking crazy. Like, I still can't get over that table spot of him just leaping into two tables from a ladder. He hit his mouth on the second table, and he was walking around like nothing was going on. It's the craziest thing. Um, but yeah, the Painmaker is back. Um, even the commentators kept forgetting to call him Painmaker. They kept wanting to call him Chris Jericho, so... It was a it was a good match. Of course, I you know feels like we're leading towards uh, Sting versus Jericho at some point. The quote unquote match that never happened, which still blows my mind with that. Crazy, yeah. The one on one. See, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit because I don't know now after what happened tonight, and that was the main event. And that dynamite, the internet shit all over it, and I didn't get to watch it until I got back from Michigan. So I watched it like Monday morning, Monday afternoon, and I'm like the fuck i hate twitter sometimes because that was a hell of a dynamite like i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that show from start to finish i i really did and maybe as i wasn't sitting there taking notes prepping for this show i still took my notes i don't know i i enjoyed it i enjoyed the hell out it was fun both trios matches the one trios match was a lot of fun with orange vikingo and keithley the other trios match with uh the elite versus the dark order and all the storytelling that went before during and after the match was so much fun. Sting and Darby, Sammy and Jericho stuff, a lot of fun as well. Even Ruby beating the hell out of local talent, Alexi and Nicole, which I've seen on so many shows like Straight Talk Wrestling and Jofo in the Ring. Like, she's all over the place. Like, she's that local Canadian talent. Awesome stuff. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed that episode last week. And I enjoyed the episode this week, and we'll talk about that right now. Charles, what's good, bro? Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you. And... Collision really quick. MJF had an open challenge. Some scrub came out. Ethan Page came out, cut some big-ass promo, and I'm like, that's the dude we're looking for. Let's go. Let's go. MJF, of course, got the win. How about this? MJF's wrestling, all right? Wrestling 30-minute match on Dynamite. Wrestling on Collision. Wrestled almost the whole tag team match tonight. MJF mm -hmm. is wrestling, baby. And then basically the whole show is based around the Owen Hart, Cup Fund or the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Um, which sometimes they still say cup, so it confuses me. I think they're confused. I don't know what they maybe, – maybe it's Owen Hart Foundation Cup. I don't know what it is. I digress. Um, we had progress there. Samoa Joe gets the win Power against Roderick Stark, injures him. Um, we'll talk, I'll talk about that in one second. Powerhouse Hobbs gets the win over Dustin Rhodes. Like, can he just – Dustin just go away? My God. Ricky Starks gets the win over Juice Robinson. Chris Statlander beats Lady Frost. Love me some Lady Frost. Love me some Lady Frost. But going back to the main event, which was Samoa Joe and Roderick Stark, 
Small Joe beat Roddy, of course, setting up Punk and Joe for next week. After the match, Punk or uh, Joe lays out Roddy, which sets up Punk, who is on commentary, coming into the ring. Adam Cole comes out and comes in the ring. They didn't interject anything with each other. They didn't really stare at each other. But listen, if I think that they can story tell, like I think that like Brian's back because they say Brian Danielson's helping write Collision. If I think they're trying to story tell, like they're trying to story tell and push things down in the future, Punk and Adam Cole being in the ring together, especially with Punk holding that bag and Cole going after MJF and everyone in the world thinking Cole's going to be the one to throw an MJF, we could get something with Cole and Punk, especially since we'll talk about it. Punk's going to go heel sooner than later. But that was Collision, which was, uh, it was fun. It was, it was, it was what it is. Um, and we got more progress with Miro, Andrade, House of Black, um, more stuff there. So that, that's really what they're basing the collision around. And now let's get into tonight's Dynamite. We got, I really enjoyed this at the start of the show because I felt like everyone in the world wants to say this. Darby Allen goes to Keith Lee. Yo, bro, grow some fucking balls. Well, who are yeah. you? You <laughs> you've left swerve. You are nothing. You just fucking float in mediocrity. You don't do anything. And I'm like, tell him. And it's like yes. you said, he's got dark hair again. He's fucking doesn't have the cape. I can't wait for the beard to come back. Our boy is about to fucking be back, which led into the tag match of Swerving Our Glory against Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. Keith Lee right away punked up Darby through him and through him. He fucking chucked down Orange Cassidy, and it was as fun of a match and as good in ring of a match as you'd expect out of these four guys. Spots all over the place. At the end of the day, Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy got the win. Swerving Keith Lee, they did team up today. Like they worked together. They worked they together, and then they would inadvertently fuck up, and then they would, like, laugh at each other, which just made the whole thing really fun and funny. JD, let me ask you. I enjoy this Eliminator Battle Bowl, whatever the fuck style thing they're going to call it. I know they call it all Eliminator, but it's the same thing as the Battle Bowl that WCW used to run. I love WCW. What is your thought on this blind Eliminator tag thing that they're doing? I do like the fact, at first, I was unsure about it. What's up, Dylan? What's going on? Um, at first, I was unsure about it, um, especially when they put MJF and Adam Cole together. I said, don't really make sense. They're doing this whole can they coexist type of thing. Um, but then they started putting in other teams who don't really get along. And I'm like, OK, I can get with this, that we're putting people together who don't really like each other against actual tag teams to make the tournament a bit interesting. Um now, they didn't really reveal the brackets or anything, so I don't know how big... We don't know how big this tournament is going to get. And then, as we saw with Dynamite, they're still figuring out tag teams. So um, I, I'm guessing this is to determine who would get a title shot. Is that what this yep. is going to be? Yeah, so they're still, like, figuring out teams. So I would really love if we just get, you know, whether on YouTube or just, you know, over a Dynamite or a Collision, just tell us who all the teams are and set up the brackets that way because it does kind of feel that we're just, you know, throwing it to the wall and playing everything by <laughs> ear at this point. Yeah, it does. And it does. <laughs> since yeah. we're just like, week. Yeah, yeah. Since we're getting just random matches from time to time of different tag team matches. But I still, I do like the fact that we're putting tag teams together that don't really aren't put together like that. I really love the whole Keith Lee versus Swerve. They had beef, but they were able to figure it out and work together and, you know, 
be able to put on a really good match yes. against Darvin and um, Orange Cassidy. So I had a lot of fun watching this match. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And Justin says the tag match to start tonight's show is a blast. Still not crazy for the concept of the tournament, but some of the matches that come out of it um, should be dope. Yes, and Excalibur ran a few down. I will run them down, and we'll talk about it for sure. And let's throw our ones up for our boy, Nick, from the Universal Wrestling oh, Podcast. Be here live tomorrow night for the Universal Wrestling Podcast. going to have Dylan on there from World Elite. And, of course, the graphic designer, the Bloodline Entertainment Network, and maybe another guest. Maybe. 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 Who? 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 I don't who? know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but let's keep this show rolling. So let me get another hilarious MJF and Adam Cole um, vignette where they're at the gym working out and um, they're just doing stupid shit back and forth. They both hated on Tony Schiavone at the same time, which I thought was funny because Adam Cole is a heel. He's a natural heel, right? Everyone loves face Adam Cole and it's nice. It's different. But at the end of the day, Adam Cole is a natural heel. So he can still do these little quirky heel things that he does and like mesh with MJF. I thought the segment was funny because MJF is like legitimately popping like 345s on each side, just repping, repping, repping. And then he's like, goes to Adam Cole. He's like, Do you want me to take a couple of those off? Or <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, he's like, You got a spotter. He's like, No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. So then, so then MJF standing there and Adam Cole just starts repping it. But the camera, you never see Adam Cole actually rep it one time. Because the way they walked into the camera shot only showed, like, Adam Cole just ferociously pumping. And everyone at the gym's like, what? What? And then MJF, when he's all done repping, like, 15, he goes, what the? And then the segment, like, cuts. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And, uh, yo, Island Boy 679 thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will talk about Jungle Boy in a little bit. Stick around. Short answer, yes. I think it's going to be fucking awesome as a heel. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, continuing the show, we get the acclaimed and daddy ass. They defeated the Bollywood boys who are from Canada. So they're giving them local rub. I love that. So I have nothing wrong with mm -hmm. them getting the match in the blade. I don't know the connection there at all, but I, I digress. Uh, it's all to promote or to push this match between QTV and the acclaimed Harley Cameron comes on and says, She's going to show the world she's the best rapper in AEW. And, I mean, that girl, she's she, Harley's actually got mad talent. Like, yes. if you go check out her shit, she's very, very talented. She uh, she actually does shit with Scarlett, and she does shit with uh, Shotzi and Brandy yep. Lauren. They're all very talented. Like, they make music videos and shit. Like, go check out Harley Cameron. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen next week. Do I love the story? No, it's like some Rampage shit. I don't need it on Dynamite. Um, yeah, she sings the theme for... Um the iconics in impact i forgot their actual name oh. in impact but she sings inspiration. Their yeah, yeah inspiration she sings their theme cool no that's dope i know she's talented she's talented yeah. as hell and she's a good looking woman comma respectfully and uh, <laughs> i don't hate the qtv stuff you got johnny tv now i'm jd we've talked about this and i don't want to lose viewers right now bringing them up but i don't mind qt marshall and small doses um I don't. Oh, I, I just lost. I we just lost three because I brought him up. Son of a. <laughs> I mind QT Marshall with Powerhouse Hobbs. Like, yes. I don't get that. Like, we Powerhouse Hobbs do not need QT Marshall. No. So He doesn't need anybody. He does not. Although, although I wouldn't mind QT Hobbs in the family with Don Callis because I think he might be able to do something good with him. Yo, what's up, Ryan? Thanks for tuning in, brother. Really appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in the Bloodline Entertainment Network. 
And again, if you guys are watching for the first time, we were sitting at 298 subscribers coming into this show. Please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. And if you're subscriber 300, write that comment. I was subscriber 300. Just write that comment, all right? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll be in contact down the road for sure. But we appreciate y'all very, very, very much for tuning in. No doubt. Let's see what else we got going on then. So John Moxley promo. Congratulations to Eddie Kingston. He won the New Japan Pro Strong title, yes. which is like their main, like their main American championship. Also, Julia beat Willow Nightingale as well for the women. So they've they both uh they both won those titles. Okay. All right. All right, Ryan. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, dude. Very, Thank very you. much so. Um, so we got two new champions over in New Japan's American side of things. And uh, Judas is a fucking hell of a song. Yes. You have to sing it. Every time. I was listening to it before he even made it his theme song, ironically. It's a great so, workout song, too. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's very motivating, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. But then uh, Moxley, Moxley's cutting a promo on Eddie Kingston, basically saying, um, Eddie, I'm here to put young talent over. You hate on young talent. Like, we're just at different phases in our lives, and like, congratulations on winning your belt. I knew you could get here. But basically, he doesn't give a fuck about him anymore. Like, he's he, like, like Eddie's basically got to, like, turn his ship or Mox is going to let his team beat his ass. And it's, like, that simple. And I was like, okay, I'm with it. I'm with it for sure. And then, nice segue to Chris Jericho. Jericho's in the ring. Great ovation from the crowd. And we get the Judas, of course. And then Don Callis comes out. And it's like the crowd's booing like crazy. Don Callis can't get a word in. They're like, they again go back how they're friends for 34 years, best friends, yada, yada, yada. Jericho says they got Don Callis into AE dub. Don Callis goes, hey, Chris, why don't you join the family? And before this, Chris Jericho had said, I'm going to go back to being a wrestler. And if remember, everything in the world based around this fucking Jericho Appreciation Society is that he's a sports entertainer. Yeah. So now he's going to go back to being a wrestler. Then Callis comes out, asks him to join the family. Jericho laughs at him, and he says, why would I join your faction? I run factions. What the fuck? And then he goes, maybe, and drops the mic. And that then we get a backstage segment with Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, more so Daniel Garcia, because Sammy doesn't give a fuck about Jericho at this point. And they're like, why are you joining his faction? Or why would you even say maybe? Why would you consider it? We need you. And Jericho's like, you don't need me. Go off on your own, little little birdies. Fly away. Fly, fly away, little doves. Fly I don't need away. the appreciation anymore. Right, right. I'm a wrestler again. I'm a wrestler again. Um, you guys should probably just embrace wrestling, all right? And Sammy's already going that route. Da Daniel Garcia, everything he's doing is entertaining as fuck. But at the end of the day, what came out of that story was Jericho and Sammy are a team. And Sammy and Danny are a team in this Battle Bowl. I'm calling it the Battle Bowl. I'm not calling it an Eliminator Tournament. Call it the fucking Battle Bowl <laughs> Tournament, all right? And Jericho and Sammy and Danny are a team in the Battle Bowl, and they will be taking on... Um, a team on Rampage that I will mention momentarily when I do the I think it's Matt Hardy and Jeff Jarrett. Another you got it. Can they coexist team? You got yeah, because because when they did the little role of the I love I love that it's so exciting. Who's gonna come out when they're spinning the fucking thing? I know. Reminds me of the Royal Rumble back in the day. Yes. They, yes. When they spin the thing, they pick the numbers. Love yes. that. Yes. I wish they brought that back. Yes. Hell yeah. I don't watch AW. Yeah, hell, we are a vibe. The whole Bloodline Entertainment Network is a fucking vibe, bro. I really appreciate you checking in Thank for you. sure. 
Absolutely. And check out tomorrow night, Universal Wrestling Podcast, followed by WrestleBread Podcast. And if you're into gaming, go on over to Twitch. We are gaming all the time over on Twitch. So, again, appreciate you checking in for sure. Let's continue this. <laughs> I really enjoyed this show. Adam Cole and MJF tag team now. Their entrance was fucking hilarious. Adam Cole goes to do his thing. MJF slides in front of him. They have the tag team entrance. The whole thing was fucking gold during the match. MJF basically wrestled the whole match, as I said earlier, like begging Adam Cole to, to like grab his arm to do a tag team extended stretch, screaming for double clotheslines. Adam Cole, MJF get the win over the random ass team of Daddy Magic and The Butcher. But every then after the match, MJF sings happy birthday to Adam Cole. Confetti pops. Cake comes out. Adam Cole dodges it. Cake in MJF's face. They're laughing. MJF or Adam Cole goes to MJF. He goes genuinely thank you like he's like becoming his friend or something right yeah and um then he dips like i don't know i really enjoy this whole thing jd what'd you think first of all i didn't think i would enjoy it as much as i do because um it's a unique dynamic because he has roderick there as well and it's like a slight it could have a possible reunion of the undisputed era once kyle raleigh gets um gets uh better and everything and now he has mjf on the side i I think MJF is a funny guy. I didn't think I would really um, enjoy him being the goofball who is trying so hard to be likable to Adam Cole. Yes. Um, another thing that I found funny, he does things outside AEW too. So, of course, Adam Cole has a Twitch channel, and he called Adam Cole during one of the streams <laughs> to talk about the clothesline. And then on another stream, he was in the chat, gave uh, donated pretty much money to him just to ask him like hey what do you think about this double clothesline like we went from people booing and hating mjf to now oh my gosh this segment is the best ever i didn't think i would enjoy them as a tag team as much as i did um and now i'm like okay we need to see this we need a tv show out of this at some point because it was the dynamic between this those two are pretty good so I, I was hoping that we would get this yeah. dragged out because, um, yes, they do have great chemistry. Yeah. So I was hoping that this would get dragged out. Um, this could go. I don't I mean, this may be the all in match or all out match or something like that. <laughs> but it's like, do we really want it to end next month? Like, do we want this to possibly drag out to full gear at a certain point? <sighs> However, you know. You know, this the next pay-per-view, MGF needs someone to go against. So we'll see what happens then. I'm going to ask you a question when we get back to it, and it's mm -hmm. going to be a good question regarding MJF, Adam Cole, the title, Full Gear, and we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're going to finish this show right now. So Ruby Soho defeated Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, which is mad help, mad help, the whole match. Yeah. Felt like a Britt Baker. I felt like the opposite of the Ruby Soho DMD match last year. Like it literally was an opposite. Ruby mm -hmm. gets the deep pin. I love the cross of the legs. She grabs Tony's arm on the outside, who mm -hmm. is grabbing Soraya's arm on the outside. And it was like three on one. Perfect win. Ruby Soho gets the redemption. Britt beat her in the finals of this tournament last year. Ruby gets the win. Ruby versus Sky Blue next week on Dynamite. We'll talk about where we're going to go from there. And mm -hmm. then, J.D., the main event of the show, Kenny Omega defeated Wheeler Yuta. 
It looked at one point like Wheeler Yuta was going to pin Kenny Omega again, just like he did after uh, Takeshka came out and Don Callis helped. Um, but Kenny Omega kicks out, hits the fucking a V trigger. He hits a fucking deep one-winged angel for the win, and that's it. Now, after the match, of course, we get BCC. We get Elite. As the Elite are coming out to save Kenny, the Dark Order runs out, grabs the chair that the Elites were going to use, and then it goes off the air like old-school WC Dub style. What are we doing? What are we doing? I love that shit. I love that shit. So before we talk about it, all right, before we talk about it, we got the 100th episode of Rampage coming up, which is why we did that, all right, because we mm-hmm. have the Hung Bucks versus the Dark Order and a rematch from last week's Dynamite starting the show. That's going to be electric, so I understand why they set it up, and I get why they cut Dynamite to make you want to watch the 100th episode of Rampage. We yes. also have Sammy Guevara teaming with Daniel Garcia to take on Matt Hardy and Double J Jeff Jarrett. Now, that's a weird match. Another random team. Yeah. I love this beefy fucking team, all right? You want to talk about beef? Beef. Brian Cage, Big Bill. At one point, I <laughs> swear to God, on this podcast, I said, you should team Brian Cage and Big Bill. There we go. Thank you. There it is. They, they listen. I swear to they listen, all right? There we go. Brian Cage, Big Bill, Matt Seidel, and Trent. Matt Seidel and Trent is fun, but Cage and Big Bill, that's a, that's a big beef. beefy it's a big team. hamburger right there. Oh, my God. Then we got Hikaru Shido against Marina Shafir. And that's your 100th episode of Rampage. And honestly, that kind of makes me want to tune into Rampage a little bit. We got Collision this week. A couple of really nice matchups all based around the Owen Hart Cup. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. I didn't know CM Punk's never beat Samoa Joe. So, I mean, obviously, we know Punk's going over. Didn't know that, though. But Punk's gonna, Punk and Joe. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Willow Nightingale versus Athena should be a decent show on Collision. Dynamite next week. Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen against Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Just assuming that they beat Matt Hardy and Double J. And we're going to get MJF and Adam Cole against the winner of Big Bill and uh, Brian Cage against Matt Seidel and Trent. Which kind of makes me believe Seidel and Trent are going to get the win in some weird fucked up way. But, Adam, but MJF and Adam Cole are acting as a face this year. So I think Cage and Big Bill could be the heels yeah 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 for sure uh ruby solo and sky blue nick wayne makes his aew debut he just turned 18 he got that contract last year against swerve he wrestles swerve and defile ready that uh east or that west coast talent um that west coast territory up there so nick wayne and swerve they got history together that should be a blast and chris jergovers come in there and that is your card for the upcoming aew um and I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it, and it's all been good. Honestly, God, before Forbidden Door has been good. Forbidden Door was good. I loved Dynamite last week. I enjoyed Collision. And I'm not just trying to sit here and be some fucking Mark, because I'll be honest with you, all right? And I enjoyed the hell out of Dynamite tonight. So, First Lady, now that we ran through everything over the past couple of weeks, let's play some Topic Battle Royal, okay? And it, whatever, right. whatever it is you want to talk about, uh, Forbidden Door, Owen Hart Cup, uh, Blood the tag tournament, blood and guts, and Jeff and Adam Cole as a team, the outcast and the originals, Jack Perry's heel turn, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. first lady. Well, we'll start off with the Owen Hart Cup, uh, because I am anti CM Punk winning here. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping for I am actually hoping for Samoa Joe to win here. Ooh, yeah, hoping okay. for Samoa Joe to win here. 
Um, if they are looking to continue, what's up, Bakley? What's going Thanks on? Yes. Um, I'm not sure what they're gonna do. Yeah, Punk versus Joe is gonna be fire. I'm a fan of Samoa Joe. Oh um, yeah. I love him on the mic and everything. So I feel like you can get a feud out of this. That's why I think you should have Samoa Joe win. If you want to be, if you want to continue on with this feud onto whatever, you know, blood and guts is coming up. Or if you want to continue this all the way to all out or all in, who knows? <laughs> What's up, streets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. brother. But yeah, as far as who I want to win overall, I'm hoping for Ricky Starks. I feel like the yes. Owen Hart tournament should be won by someone who needs the push, not someone who's already been to the top of the mountain multiple times and things like that, because that's not what Owen Hart was. That was Bret Hart. Owen Hart was always the underdog, the one who was looked over and everything like that. So it should go to someone who needs that push, needs that uh, time to shine, you know, like Owen Hart kind of did when he won the two uh, slammies and everything. So uh, for the men's side, I'm hoping for um, Ricky Starks. For the women's side, is really up in the air because pretty much it can go to any one of them. I mean, Sky Blue, that would be like, you know, that would be such a great story to tell. Um, we also have Willow. Um, who else we have? We got Ruby versus Sky and Willow yeah. versus Athena. Ooh, yeah, yeah, so it can kind of yeah. go to any one of those. So I'm pretty much open as far as who I think will win there. I mean, with Willow, she's been, you know, that underdog who is starting to get her time to shine, especially over in New Japan. Uh, Athena, who you thought was started out hot, but, you know, she just didn't really catch on. They put her in the ring of honor. She's starting to get her bearings again. Uh, Sky Blue, of course, the jobber who got um, who got right. over really and is you know has gotten more and more popular especially our in-ring talent has been increasing and of course ruby soho who you thought was going to win last year but of course it went to Britt baker so that would be a cool story but i think it's more likely going to go to uh faces again this year like it did last year so okay. that's who i think okay oh man it's it's tough for me. On the men's side, it's CM Punk's going to beat Samojo. That's very easy to me. And Ricky's going to be powerhouse Hobbs. Do I agree with either? Yes, Ricky beats Hobbs. I love I love that big meaty man. We all know that. But Hobbs beat Ricky in front of me at All Out last year in four and a half minutes. And it was it sickened me to my core. And I'm like, cool, we're going to go build Hobbs. But then we didn't build Hobbs. And then, oh. and then he was gone. And then Ricky was gone. And fuck. But... Now we got the rematch, and then we got the other match, and I'm very much looking forward to both matches. I would love to say Powerhouse Hobbs and CM Punk, and it's just a dynamic heel face, but yo, this is what I said earlier what I wanted to talk about, okay? CM Punk is way too babyface right now. The CMFTR, CMFT Ricky, I'm going to come out and raise your hand, or I'm going to hug you, I'm about to fan. No, you're not. Oh, I love you. I, I'll cheer for you face or heel. I'm going to fuck. Turn like let's go. Let's get this process rolling. You're a face in Chicago. You're getting booed shit fucking everywhere else. This needs to get to the point where he's gonna turn and he will turn. And he the way he raised Ricky's hand after that fucking match, I'm just like, man, Rick, does Ricky steal it from him? Or does he just like 
steal it from Ricky by by like cheating. But CM Punk's such a Bret Hart fan that I feel like they just could go the fucking Britt Baker route that they did last. And you hear what I said, Bret Hart fan. I'm not saying yeah. he's not an Owen Hart fan at all. He's a wrestling fan. He loves wrestling. So I'm sure he loves Owen Hart too. I'm not going to take say he's not. But fuck, do they go the Britt Baker route and just have CM Punk just beat Ricky clean? And then like what that just it kills Ricky. Like that it does. That just that just kills Ricky. Just at that point, just have Hobbs beat Ricky by cheating and then Punk beat Hobbs. And like that's your final. I would love for it to see Punk versus Ricky at all out, but that makes no sense because we're not gonna boo Punk. No. So and it, we're not gonna why would we want to boo Ricky? We love Ricky. So this whole thing, I want Punk to turn. I want him to turn on Ricky, but it needs to be after all out. So when maybe it happens, what if he does it at all out? What if the finals happen at all out and Punk turns on Ricky at all out? Like maybe that would be something that would be cool. I don't know. And I, I really don't know how it's going to happen, but at the end of the day, the winner of this tournament is going to be CM Punk. And, but he doesn't uh, need it, though. CM Punk I don't want him to win it. Yo, yes. J- JD, I don't want him to win it. I fucking Ricky or Ricky or Hobbs. Ricky yeah. and Hobbs should have been the finals. Punk shouldn't even be in this in fucking the tournament. Thing. I know oh, this shouldn't even in this. Form. This shouldn't go to anyone who either has been world champion or is or pretty much like main evented a pay per view. Get show what's I going on. Love just that's my dude right there. And yes, Bakley, you're right. Technically, last year both yeah they were both heels. They last were year. yeah. And I gave him the celebration on the stage. I he don't he just didn't need to be in this tournament a hundred percent. And I'm fine. With, I don't care if he wins it because again, Adam Cole and Britt Baker won it last year and they didn't need to win it. Ruby Soho needed to win it. Britt Baker didn't and it didn't. They won it. They had their celebration and it went away for a year. And if that's what it's going to be again, that's what's going to be. And I'm not going to sit here and disrespect the women and not give them the equal fucking amount. I'm going to talk about them in one second. Bakley says getting faces to win this year would work for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It and it should mean something too. Like, don't turn this into Andre the Giant Memorial where you just do this, yes. just do this, and then doesn't mean anything. Like, this is the first time we saw Britt Baker with that title. We have a whole seen fucking year. In a whole year. Like, yes. nothing, nothing came of it. It wasn't Defender or anything like that. You know, it, it meant nothing. It was pretty much being treated like Andre the, the Giant Memorial, yes. where the only time this memorial or anything comes of it or you see the statue or anything is when it happens. So I'm hoping that, you know, as much Tony Khan is a fan of Owen Hart and wrestling stuff like that, do better with this tournament. This tournament should mean something. This is this is the fans getting Owen Hart for the first time ever since he passed away. We've been asking for him to be in. Um, we asked for him to be in the Hall of Fame. He's not in video games. They weren't able. WWE wasn't able to use any of his likeness. And now you have the first. You are the first opportunity to use his likeness straight from his widow. And it feels like you're using it just to get views at this point because it doesn't mean anything. Um, I forgot. It was like a tournament that they had a, a little while ago that um top flight one it was like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that that they yeah. won like make this mean something you know this should really mean something to whereas though people look forward to it every single year like this should be you know a survivor se- this should be your survivor series you know something like that like but a, he's not really would you do like a king of the ring like king of the ring like one night tournament Instead of uh, a whole, like, because that was what Owen won. In 1994, King of the Ring, they started winning his Slammies. That's, like, what, you know, what really propelled him to the next level. 
would you do a one night tournament or would you do it over multiple weeks like they do? I mean, it won't really work. It's, it's a possibility that if they do it on one night because of the way that the, the AEW does their wrestling styles, it may not work because there's a high chance people get injured because the lot in AEW they do a lot of high spots. So it's better for them to drag out the tournament like it is. But my biggest point is make it mean something. Like after Adam Cole and Britt Baker won, and they were heels, they should have been flaunting those titles everywhere they went sat there and you know bring up Owen Hart and stuff like that we shouldn't be talking just about Owen Hart once a year and then once the tournament is over like that's it like this Owen Hart was a very special wrestler at least to me um so I feel as though he should be talk. it should be you know very important for whoever wins this match for it to really mean something with it like make it turn to like similar like money in the bank type of situation you know that whoever wins gets a title shot or something you know that it like make this mean something instead of you know creating it just to create Mm -hmm. something you know oh i love that first lady and that was that was preaching right there man i'm gonna throw my one up for that that was some preaching (laughs) right there from the first lady bakley Yes, if we could do this, then yes, I'm all in with it because yes. have have Jay White cost CM Punk, which ultimately then leads to Ricky Starks beating Samoa Joe in the finals and winning the belt, which is fantastic. And on the women's side, flip it, all right? You got Ruby Soho and you got Sky Blue. And ultimately, I thought Sky Blue was going to win this tournament and she was going to be Athena in the finals. After Willow lost her belt to Julia, I was like, shit. Not shit. I love Willow. I don't give a fuck who. I don't give a fuck. I can't. I wish I. I wish I played little clips on my show. I played the clip. I don't give a fuck. And I mean that in the best, the best of ways. Because as JD said, Ruby would be a great story. Sky Blue, that rookie, went and put it, put it on her, put her over. Athena, ROH Women's World Champion. She's just here to put over whoever she's going to put over, whether it's Willow or whether it's Sky in the finals. She's just here to put someone over. And Willow, she's she's it. She's it. That's who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Willow. She's the one AEW has been pushing for a good year and a half. Sky came out of nowhere. They gave her the Chicago win. Great. Home crowd. It's Willow. Willow and CM. I can't imagine I'd be saying that, but Willow and CM Punk. All right. Willow and CM Punk. Just as honestly, I didn't think Punk would get this far. Yeah, he should have had a better opponent than Kojima in the first round. Like this, I don't know. Exactly. No, yes. like no one knew who that person was. So everyone was pretty much like, okay, it's gonna go to CM Punk. Truthfully, like you say, he shouldn't have been in the tournament in the first place. Like he can give just keep continuing him with the feud of with um with uh Bullet Club. Yes. Like right. he should have been feuding. Jay White's not in the tournament. So, like, why the fuck is CM Punk in the tournament of Jay White in the, in the, in the tournament? Because he's exactly. feuding with Jay White. I know, but see, here's the problem, all right? And I love tournaments, so I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. But we got three tournaments going on at the same time. And what did you say earlier? While this is going well, TK just throwing shit at the wall right now and saying, all right, let me Seriously. see what I can fucking throw together. Because he got three tournaments. So mm-hmm. he's like, so how the fuck are you booking this Owen Hart tournament if you're booking this tag tournament at the same time? It has is, no bracket. <laughs> no bracket. It's still pending. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I think we have a better idea after what's going to go down on Rampage. And next week, we'll have a better idea of, like, what's going on. But I see, like, 22 balls in that little thing. So, how many? Do we have 16 teams on each side? Do we only have eight teams? Like, what's going on? 
I'm not going to complain about tournaments again, though. I'm just saying, Punk is the fucking walking around with a bag that supposedly is the world fucking championship in it. Why is he in the fucking King of the Ring tournament? Was Big Daddy cool in the King of the Ring tournament? No. All right. No. All right. The world champion shouldn't be in a Punk game, the world champion. But the world champion should not be in the ring in something like this. And yeah, a former world champion shouldn't be in this. Like you already, you no. already hit the top. You and it's not like AEW plays hot potato with their world title. Like no, you were champions for a good bit until you got injured. Right. But normally, when you're a champion, you're a champion for at least six months. So you don't need to enter into a tournament right. to get any type of recognition. Like all you gotta do is show up. Like they they created two shows after you. What like fuck? what else do you need? What else do you need? Right. Why are you in this fucking? I I hope Bakley's right. I hope that Samoa Joe gets the win and Samoa Joe hoping. goes, "Bitch, you still have never beat me." And then they have to have another match down the road because, hey, you're right. I've never beat you. I need to get my fucking one up. I need to get my come up. It's I'm gonna beat your ass, Samoa Joe. And then we get Joe and Ricky. Ricky gets the win. CM Punk and Jay White continues. Bada boom, bada bang. How you fucking do? JD, here's my question for you that I wanted to bring up earlier. Mm -hmm. CM Punk's got the bag. He's got the belt. MJF's got the belt. He's got a partner. Adam Cole's his partner. Adam Cole and MJF just wrestled the 30 minutes. It was fucking awesome. Great fucking match. I wanted more. I was salivating when one, two. Oh, my God. The bell rings. What the fuck? Yeah. I want more. We all thought Adam Cole would be the guy at full gear. We all say full gear for some reason to take the belt off MJF. Punk's got the bag. Punk and Cole were in the ring together. This got to be setting up something down the road. What do you think this is all going to triple threat? Punk and, uh, Punk and MJF it all out, and Adam Cole gets sidetracked, and we get Adam Cole and MJF then at full gear, and like that's what sidetracks them. What, what do you think is going to happen with these three guys? Uh, truthfully, I think CM Punk should stay away from the title for right now. Like, let Agreed. this be, yeah, let this be Adam Cole versus MJF because we they have really good chemistry as we see with them as as this put together tag team, and even when they went against each other, even though it was a uh, you know it led to a draw, they still showed a good chemistry as opponents too. So I was saying full gear so that this storyline between them can draw out you know that long like it's going to be too quick for them to become this tag team have great chemistry as a tag team that you're doing these vignettes everything like that and then have them turn on each other at a certain point it's going to be too quick it we're not going to get it's not going to be enough time for us to really enjoy them as a tag team um because you can really you can really bring in you know Roderick into this of how Roderick is starting to get a little uncomfortable that Adam Cole is little jelly in, little yeah, jelly you know we can, okay. like, you can really expand on this. And that's why I'm saying, like, let them face each other full gear. CM Punk needs to stay away from the title because we already know what's going to happen if he gets entered into the title picture. He's, He's going to get injured. You know, that too. Is <laughs> 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 he going to give him the title? Because Tony Khan is a big CM Punk fan, and I know he's waiting to give him back the title. That's why CM Punk brought back the title in the bag. He, he wants to be champion again. And, you know, the way that they love to book of someone winning in their hometown all out is going to be in Chicago. I'm hoping that they just keep him away. Like, give him a hot feud. Let him prove to us that he can maintain for at least a year before you throw the title on him. 
He doesn't need the belt, period. Let him, let him go lose to Max. Like, if Max, if you got Max, if you know that Max is staying, like, if you understand that Max is staying through, because, you know, the, the, 20, the war of 2024, right. if you know Max is staying, have Max beat Punk at all out. Just mm-hmm. beat him. And then it solidifies Max's champ, and then have Adam Cole beat Max at full gear. Adam, you, Adam Cole has to be the one to dethrone Max. After all the bullshit he went through in WWE to get to where it ain't bullshit, all right? It's just we all know it's real fudge or butch or mm-hmm. Dutch, just whatever, whatever the Cut fuck the they hair are. manager, what yeah. whatever bullshit from top guy in NXT to that. Now he's here, and he really didn't do much when he first got here. His yeah. debut was fantastic. And after that, he was, you know, losing to Orange Cassidy and having just being a sidekick to the Bucks and sidekick to the UE. It was just there. There. Like like Darby told Keith Lee today, you're just here, bro. You're just kind of floating in mediocrity. What are you doing? Now he's here. He's Mm -hmm. fucking cutting great promos, wrestling great matches. Strap the fucking rocket to this man's back and let him be the one. And then let him beat CM Punk. Maybe CM Punk doesn't take the belt out of his bag so full gear and it's Cole versus Punk or something. But that you got to let Adam Cole be the one to beat MJF is, is how I feel about this. Definitely. You definitely do. CM, like you said, CM Punk don't need the title. I agree bigly. Chicago's this way too soon, soon for him, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'm he hoping that one on one match with like, listen. Yeah, he need to be in a one on one match with like Jay White or Smojo. It's it's that simple. Like it's or Ricky Starks, but you have to have like you only have two full months. It's two months. You do. You have eight weeks. Eight weeks from today. It's nine two, September second. So September fourth. So you have nine week, eight weeks from today to figure out what the fuck you're doing with him. So. I don't. Th- I think it's way too soon to put him in the title feud, and because they have to create the you have to create a storyline out of that, and you yeah. already have a very hot storyline as proven tonight with Adam Cole and um, MJF, and then on top of that, whoever goes against CM Punk in Chicago has to has to lose because so far I don't think. We have yet to have CM Punk lose in Chicago. MJF beat him. I was there February oh, yeah, MJF, 12th. I was yeah, on the twice. floor. Yeah, right. twice in one night. He twice beat him twice in one night. Forgot about that. Forgot yeah, about that. Son of a bitch. Yeah, Forgot he beat him. Tw- yep, and they're and they're they're technically one and one, which is why I got this gut feeling we're going to lead, especially the way MJF and Adam Cole are working together. You know what? Fuck it. I I, I brought this topic up. I'm going to bring one more topic up, and then I'm going to swing it back to you. What is the fuck? I love Battle Bowl. Okay, but what <laughs> the fuck? Is the point of Battle Bowl at the end of the day? So why would Max and Adam Cole want to be tag team champions together? I, I, I don't understand why they would want to do that. Why would Keith Lee and Swerve, like, what? I, I get the premise of them teaming together. If it was for winner gets a world title shot, all right. Yeah. Like winners of this end up like having to getting the title shot. Triple A does it. Triple A literally is having Lucha Lucha Libre Triple A literally just is completing a, a tournament like that. Enemies team up, Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis team up to wrestle El Patron, Alberto Del Rio, and uh, or Alberto Del Patron and Penta. 
And at the end of the day, the winners fight each other and the winner gets a title shot. This is what this tournament should be about. I get Max is in there, but like maybe Max is trying to keep Adam Cole away. You know, like, but there's no, why would Max and Adam Cole want the fucking tag titles? All right. And why would Swerve and our glory want the tag titles again? It just, if they don't like each other, the end game makes no sense. I'm going to enjoy every fucking second of mm-hmm. getting to the end game, but the end game to me makes no sense. The only logical team to me is Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, and maybe they get the tag title shots and they lose to FTR, and Jericho says, I'm done, I'm disbanding JAS, I'm going my own way. Sammy, go your way, Danny, go your way, and maybe that's what we get. But at the end of the day, I think it ends up being MJF and Adam Cole against FTR for the, for the tag titles, and that's where we're going with this. So... Talk to me about the whole thing, basically. I'm hoping that Tony Khan is, like, doing some long-term booking here that, um, yeah, shout out the Psycho Clown. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say Madonna, <laughs> man, so I'm going to whoop that Psycho Clown. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're, 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 I'm sure they're best of friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm Nobody, hoping... Devin. Nobody. No. Nobody, Devin. Not even me. Not even me. Nobody. He's from Chicago. <laughs> no, I'm the biggest fan. No, I'll be there fucking rooting against him. Nobody wants that, bro. No, he doesn't need it. Yes, Max. Yes, yeah. It's, That's it's what I'm be- thinking. It's been beautiful, and I'm hoping that this is Tony Khan doing some long-term storytelling between these two. That um, the end goal here is to possibly turn Adam Cole heel, and in order to do that, you know, have MJF and Adam Cole team up together and everything like that. If we do Max versus CM Punk, you can have Adam Cole help him out. Cause they did that. They, they hinted to a little bit of that. Cause I thought, you know, you thought MJF wanted Cole to tag him in, but he actually used him to kind of cheat there for a moment. And then, yeah. So I'm hoping that this is what this story is for is for Adam Cole to turn heel and then for eventually lead to him versus MJF for the title. Because then he, you know, sit there and say, you know, I am better than you. Like he, the mm-hmm. promo he was cutting. But if we do MJF versus CM Punk, Adam Cole turns heel, quote unquote, by helping MJF retain the title. And then you can have MJF versus Adam Cole for the title and have CM Punk after that. You know, if MJF leaves, you know, start of 2024, give me Adam Cole versus CM Punk. Let's go. And you saw that Adam I'm Cole, Cole yeah. Kenny Omega. You saw that yep. Adam Cole and John Moxley. You saw that Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. You saw that Adam yes. Cole and Claudio. You saw that Adam Cole Everyone. and Wardlow. Adam Cole and Jack Perry. You you got, yes. What, JD again, speaking of spitting those. Spittin those like he needs to be booked this champion for a while. Like we need Kenny Omega type of champion out of Adam Cole. Like have yes. him. Because he's so good. He can feud with anyone. And it'll be like top tier, basically. JD, if you do let you him. Think, can I ask you, do you think he will help Max keep the belt heel-ish only so he could be the one to beat Max at full gear? Like, yo, listen. Listen, bitch. I helped I'm you. I'm taking the title. Just so I can be the one to fucking beat you. He ain't beating yes. you. I'm beating you. I'm beating your ass at full gear or whatever. No one it, takes the title from you unless it's me. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Story. I'm hoping, first of all, if there it. is an AW insider listening to <laughs> this podcast, this thought came from me. Credit me, please. But 
Let's have this happen, okay? <laughs> Adam Cole needs to turn heel by helping MJF defeat CM Punk in Chicago. The Heat from Chicago. Where he debuted in AEW yes. two years ago. Yes. Let's go. All right. All right. That was dope. All right. I feel like I brought the last two topics up because I said I was so excited to talk AEW. <laughs> the first lady. I don't mean to be rude. It's the AEW Dynamite Show, and you are the guest tonight. And really, you're not because it's the Bloodline Entertainment Network show, and I'm just here. So ain't no one a guest. You know what I'm saying? Right. But what's the next topic? What do you want to talk about? Uh, we could do a brief overview of Forbidden Door since uh, okay. I I wasn't I didn't really do an overview of Forbidden Door like that because uh, we kind of did it briefly after the watch along. Yes, if I remember correctly. Yo, so that watch along that we did was, was so mm-hmm. much fun, and I say it every it single was. time. Like every time that we do a watch along, um, like the show is an extra letter grade, so it goes from a B to an A, an eight to a ten. I felt like Forbidden Door. I mean, all right, fine. I'll be honest with you. If you go back and watch, I was a little tipsy that night. All right, but that show was like a ten out of ten, which made it like an eleven out of ten with me. It was a blast chilling with my bloodline family that night. So uh Forbidden Door, JD, let's let's run it right quick then. So we had we had the zero hour, which is fun, and we went into the main show. We had CM Punk beat Kojima, Tony Storm defeated Willow Nightingale, and the international championship was a blast, and I mean a fucking blast. Yes. Or Cassidy defeated Shibata, Daniel Garcia, and Zack Saber Jr. in a match that was a blast. We had the elite side of things beat the BCC after Tomohiro Ishii pinned Wheeler Yuta with a brain buster. That match was a fucking lot of fun. We had Sting, Darby Allen, and Tetsuya Naito, the, fem- the Las Sex Gods, or the Suzuki Sex Gods, Mizuro yep. Suzuki and Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara. Sting and Tetsuya Naito actually combined on a tag team move to end that match, which was dope. MJF defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi in the first match of the show because he said, hey, if I'm not in the main event, which why would I want to be in wrestling in front of all you fucking peasants? I'm wrestling first against these Japanese independent workers. Defeated Tanahashi in a match that was fun. <laughs> Tana looked way better than his match against Swerve on Saturday night. Sonata versus Jungle Boy for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Sonata beat him with a pretty basic moonsault, which I thought was a weak finisher. Decent yeah. match. Weak finisher, uneventful finisher. Jack turned on Hook after the match, which was great. Uh-huh. Main event, two main events, double main event. Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. Will Ospreay defeated Kenny Omega after Don Callis slipped him the screwdriver. Bop to the head. Fucking, that match was dope, dope. I really need to go back and watch that sober because that was dope, dope. And another match that was dope, dope, dope. Brian Danielson defeated Kazuchika Okada in the main event. Fucking tapped Okada out and Brian yes. did it injured. Wowzers. So, First Lady, speak on it. I mean, it was a lot better than it was last year. I'm very glad that, you know, a lot didn't happen to where as though it affected the match. Um, I like the fact that a lot of the wrestlers from New Japan was featured this time around. Um, And, of course, we had Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega, which is, like, one of the best feuds. (laughs) One of the best feuds in wrestling. Uh, right now so i can't wait to see whether they wrestle again at all in or if they're going to hold out for wrestle kingdom or something like that but we definitely need 
a third match for them, which will be amazing that we'll get the three matches of them within a year. Two, right? Right. Seriously. Three oh. matches within the year. I'm very happy that Brian Danielson won. Now he can sit there and say he's the best pro wrestler wow. in the world, which, you know, there is someone out there who says he is the best in the world. So I don't know if once uh, Brian Danielson is um, better and everything or recovered, is he going to go after CM Punk or something like that? God. Can't wait to see what happens with it. Um, I still haven't seen the the zero hour, and I didn't I didn't check out MJF versus Tanahashi. Um, yeah, but I am very happy though that Jungle Boy Jack Perry has turned heel. That um, you know, he definitely gives me Christian vibes with him as a heel and everything like that. I mean, yes. it's yes, yes he learned. JD, who the fuck is driving that truck? Who's driving <laughs> that fucking truck? I'm hoping it's our boy with the turtleneck. That would be great. Yeah, it's obviously just, someone yeah. who he knows. I hope it's Christian and fucking Luchasaurus, and I hope they just run it back. Yes. Why not? Why not? The 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 promos that we'll get with Christian and Jack Perry together oh. will be very good. So yes. good. Uh, then uh, the six-man tag match with Sting and, you know, of course, Sting acting like he is just as young as Darby Allen out <laughs> here. Right. <laughs> you know, the 10-man tag team match was uh, pretty fun as well, too. And even the four-way, uh, the fatal four-way match for the Intercontinental wow. Championship. I mean, all four of the guys in that match really shined. And I'm very happy for Daniel Garcia um, that he is still getting the little time to shine and stuff like that. Yes. Um, I, I used to call him mini Brock Lesnar because that's how he walked around. He walked around like he was Brock Lesnar <laughs> in his head. He is Brock Lesnar. You got to admire that for someone. A bad motherfucker. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love Forbidden Door so much. And hey, if you want to watch Forbidden Door, what you need to do is right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, go back and watch or watch along and watch mm -hmm. Forbidden Door through us. It was a blast. It was an yes. absolute blast. First lady, I would take it back to myself again, but I went back to back. So I want to keep it three to two. So pick another topic. What do you want to talk about? Um, let's see. We can talk about Jack Perry. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> read my brain because that's what I wanted to talk about. I was very no. happy. He is no longer Jungle Boy. Um, that first promo from him, Chef's Kiss. Like, I love heels that sit there and just like, give it to you you know he sat there uh speaking truths you know he is young he's cashing big checks and as he says he's fucking the baddest chick in the company i was like hey no lies here sir like you're do your thing man um then he was also talking shit about taz too taz wanted to whoop his ass when he first turned heel on uh on hook like he forgot that he was a commentator there for a second like papa Papa Taz kind of came out there for a little bit. Um, but him diving into the car, you know, like he is at the Olympics or something like that. It, that's why I feel like it's Christian has to be involved somehow, whether he's taking inspiration from him. Like, I can't wait for Christian to come out and cut a promo and says, I taught you well, you're only good because of me, yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, I hope that they keep this feud between him and Hook, you know, keep it going. 
if you want to leave it for all out or for all in, you know, whatever. But I can't wait to see what comes from J uh, Jack Perry, the grown man. Yes. Listen, I love this. All right. I love this <laughs> so much. And I love Jungle Boy and I love Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. All right. I love Jurassic mm -hmm. Express. My kids got a picture with Jungle Boy. I hope my kid, 16 years from now, takes that picture, puts it on the big screen and says, yo, I'm going to whoop your ass, Jack Perry. And that's mm -hmm. where we go with that. I love Jack Perry. He is a kid himself and he is cashing big checks and doing what he said. And I respect his fucking game. And he's been with her for two years now. All right. Cause she was saying, <laughs> my kid also took a picture with her. And he was just, yeah. Right. Feel you, Jay. We said, I feel you, Jay. And they were right next to each other. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was dope. And they're still together. I don't know if I want to see her by his side. JAS is going away. I think maybe for nuclear heat that you want, I probably put her by him side, by his side. Just put Anna J with him right now. And throw them a Christian and Luchasaurus and just throw them all fucking together. Why not? Why not at this point? What I don't want, which is what he already said tonight, is him winning the FTW title. That's not the title I want him to win. There is one title that I want him to win. Originally, it was the TNT title. But mm -hmm. it's not going to happen because I think maybe they formulate together. The title that I want him to win is the international title. Mm. He's got the international title. Luchasaurus has got the TNT championship. Jay Jack Perry on Dynamite. Luchasaurus on Collision. Christian running it all. And as a manager, I'm all in on Christian. Because if you remember Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, fucking Slickster, baby. All right? Yeah. Managers run the world. And if mm -hmm. they're all ex-wrestlers. I mean, not so much Jimmy Hart. But the Harley Race, fucking AFA. Ex-wrestlers, all right? Great managers. Christian will be a great manager. Champion mm -hmm. on one show. Champion on the other show. And I think he could pull up. But not that fucking stupid fake belt. Get that fake belt the fuck out <laughs> Do I want Jack and Hook? Hell yeah. Do I want that fake belt going to Jack? Fuck no. Take Orange's belt. You want heat? Take Orange's belt. Put your fine-ass woman with you. And have Christian as your manager. You want heat? You want heat? That's fucking heat. That'll get you heat. Just a wrestler cutting a promo about making money and banging a hot chick is the eight. No, he straight up replicated Sammy Guevara's playbook, which is what I'm saying. Just do it. Just do the Sammy Guevara playbook at this point. Put Anna J with you. Go back to Christian. Have your muscle and Luchasaurus if you need it. But you do it on separate shows. But take Orange's belt. Don't take Hook's belt. I mean, the only Next. time that will work with Hook taking me with uh, Jack Perry taking the title off of Hook is if he's doing it to troll or if he's going to destroy the belt. Yes. That yeah. would be heat. Yes. If you took that belt and said, this is a fake fucking belt. I don't want your dumb fucking bullshit belt and like threw it in the garbage and lit it on fire or something. And then he says, what I want is the international championship in Orange Cassidy. I'm coming for you. And then Hook gets reinvented because we all love Hook, but I mean, let's be honest. Hook's a rampage talent. Feels like a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be feels like a kid. He is some yeah, right, right. Oh, Kofi Weeks. Ah. Damn, babe, babe. What is good, my dude? Thank you for tuning in, Stud. Appreciate you. Appreciate you.
Yeah, just destroy that belt all day. Yeah. And that would get him more heat. Yo, we're talking about getting heat. Give that man heat. Give man a J. Put him a cushion. Destroy that belt. Beat Orange Cassidy. Heat, 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 heat. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No, no. I've, I see this. No, no, no. Take world out. Devin, take the world out. And oh, I guess it's not W. Oh, FTW. Yeah, Jimmy. FTW. Oh, right. Fairy tale world. Yeah. I just picked my like, Unless he carries it around and just straight up trolls with it and everything. No. I'm down with that. If they don't want to destroy be the belt too. because, you know, Taz and all that stuff. Uh, yes. He can carry it around and just straight up troll with it. This or like dumb fucking something. fake belt that you carry Drag around. Drag it across two, the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like spit on it and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want from Jack Perry. And the guy who asked the question earlier. Do I think that Jack Perry can be a successful heel? 110 fucking percent. Yes. Not a doubt in my fucking mind. That kid is going to rise to ultimate levels. He will be an AEW world champion one day. I have zero doubts in my mind. Yeah. If it feels like it's a lot, it's very easy to be a heel because all you got to do is just say shit and do shit to get that nuclear heat. I mean, we've seen that. You know, we've seen it with uh, Dom Mysterio and I'm WWE. Not, um... We see it with um, now Don Collis with the nuclear heat. And I think Jack Perry can get that nuclear heat, too, if he yes. if they play it right. Yeah, big time. I big, 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 big time agree with that. And J.D., you know what I'm excited for? What? Can, you say, can you say it for me? Can you say it for me? I don't know. My 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 friend, he used to be here. You say war. Oh no, not war. Yeah. That's what I'm excited for. Fucking blood and guts. BCC versus the elite. And yo, you said it earlier. I hate to dwell on it. I wish this was the women's. All right. It's fucking I, this is gonna be a fun match, but mm-hmm. fuck, I wish this was the women's. We've been telling this women's story for so long. Can't help the hater it got hurt. Can't help the Jimmy yes. Hater got hurt. It is what it is. That's wrestling. You got to push stories. You got to push stories. But BCC versus the elite. We got on one side of things, we got John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio mm-hmm. Castanoli, and Kanosuke Takeshka. And on mm-hmm. with a question mark. So we're going yeah. five out of five, the ultimate question mark. The other side, we got the elite, the elite, elite, the elite, PE, elite. We got Mm -hmm. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Adam Page. And the four of them, it's a gross analogy, but if they actually, like, stabilized themselves and became a stable, they could be Four Horsemen-esque. They're like that. (laughs) That quality if they actually chose to go that route with a a question mark. So, BCC Elite, we're finally going to end this John Moxley Hangman thing that's been going on for, like, eight months. Yes. And uh, no Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's in Japan for the G1. So we're going to get John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston down the road one-on-one, I presume, which I'm totally cool with. And um, I guess, J.D., my question to you is, one, what's your excitement level for this match? And two, who the fuck are the question marks? Do we get Kota Ibushi on one side? Ooh. I mean, we can have that happen. We can definitely have that happen. This is why I thought the blood and guts uh match was going to happen at all in if we was going to bring him in um that we could have you know build up towards that and things like that it could be simply that you know we have this match blood and guts something happens and then we bring in abushi and then this goes to all in at a certain point 
Um, I mean, I feel like it's a blend gus match anyway. Anytime John Moxley is in a match, so <laughs> it's yeah. like how much more, how much more of a of a match is this going to be since John Moxley is in it? So right. um, I'm hoping that we get something a little more to this versus you know because John Moxley bleeds just like by looking at a door at, at a certain point. Dude. So. He's got I'm that gash on his head that, like, yes. you could you could look at that gash, you could be like, "Yo, bleed," and it'll just it'll come out exactly. Come. It'll, come, it'll come out. So I'm hoping that we get something different with this match. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably why we're getting this on a regular dynamite versus at all in. Uh, I'm hoping that whatever happens at all in will be a little bit more special than this, but I am excited for blood and guts to see the elite versus BCC. I really love the feud between these two factions and, you know, I don't know if we're going to leave it at the floor or are we going to add some people, you know, to kind of like boost, kind of boost the numbers a bit for that dynamite, but we'll see. I thought Eddie Kingston would be in this until you said that he's going to be in Japan for the G1 summit. So I'm very interested to see how who's going to be added to this. JD, blood and guts. It's like war games, right? Every two minutes? Or are they just let people fight? Because I thought, um, if I remember correctly last year, I'm having a big fucking brain fart, but I felt like they just let them fight. No, they just let them fight. They don't That's do the whole war games thing. They just go, right? Yeah, I think they just let them fight. I think it's more, I think it's, um, let's see. I think it's war games without any timers to it. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Because I remember, like, obviously last year Eddie was walking around with the fucking gas tank or the gas, and he was all bloody. That was blood and guts, right? Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Let's see, because we had because I, if I remember correctly, I definitely remember the one with um, Sammy Guevara and them. Yeah, it was the Pinnacle versus uh, the JAS and the JAS were faces when MJF's team won because they power. Remember that they power bombed Jericho onto that like mat and they showed it and everyone was like fucking freaking out about it. Like, yo, he's fifty years old. What the fuck do you want him to take a bump on a fucking (laughs) concrete? What the fuck is wrong with you people? Um, All right. Yeah. So it's pretty much. um, Yeah, it's it's the two war games. It's war games without the. Without the times. All right, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, man. I like Blood and Guts. I'm, I'm excited for this match. Could they and should they have went four on four? It ultimately depends on who the question marks are. I don't know who you put with yeah. the BCC. I, I, I really don't. The match is July. It's two weeks from now. I, I, I don't. It's 12, the 19th. July 19th. I don't know who you put with the BCC. And yeah, if it was sure. someone like Shota Umino, they would have already done that. They would have just said it's yeah. going to be Shooter. So it's got to be someone special on each side, right? Yeah, I mean, whoever they decided to add, they pretty much should have dropped the hints at this point. You know, who are you adding on BCC side that isn't already affiliated with BCC? Right. Um, is it is that why Don Carlos was asking Chris Jericho possibly about oh. possibly joining the fam? You know, but if that's the if that's the case, then who would join on? The elite side, right? So right. it's it's Damn. like you know. Damn, no, it's because this feud is such a blood feud that mm. you need these fifth guys 
they need to be relevant. They need to be important. Like, they can't just be like a Matt Hardy being added on to the fucking stadium stampede a few years back. Yeah. Whoever is involved in this has to have some sort of beef with someone in this match. Yeah. Or it's a Kota Ibushi, and we understand that the Golden Lovers, and he's a part of the elite. But I'm just not seeing the BCC guy. I'm just, like. Me neither. But with Ibushi, you have to introduce that. You have to assume that the people who are going to be watching may not know who Ibushi is because ha- he hasn't been mentioned at all in AEW programming. So they really have to drag out that story. That's why I'm thinking like it could be that it's just four and four. Something happens in this match and then they either do it again or do something else. And then you bring in Ibushi because you really got to explain to everyone who he is and why should they care about him and the relationship between him and Kenny. What if no, it's a G1. Never mind. I was gonna say, what if Will Ospreay is on the BCC side, but G1, he's not gonna be involved. Damn, yeah, Will Ospreay and Eddie Kingston would have been perfect on each yes, side. It would, damn, yeah. See, I can't. No, there's nobody thinking out loud. I got nothing unless yeah. it's like El Desperado because Moxley and Desperado just be, but again, who the fuck in the AEW uh, community it has to make problem? sense cares about El Desperado. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, if it's Despi in, in Kota Ibushi on each side, no one's going to give a fuck. Exactly. I, they I'm won't know who see, he is. Yeah, I'm curious to see how the story plays out. I'm very interested in the five-on-five. Five. I thought they'd probably go the four-on-four four direction. It would have made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But if they can add a little spin, a little twist, then I'm okay. Then I'm okay. Yeah, same here. First Lady, do you got anything else you want to hit on? Um, I think we covered pretty much everything overall yeah. with this. It was a hell of an AEW session. I needed this. I needed this status <laughs> way to get all of this out. And uh, I want to thank you personally for coming on with me. I want to throw my one up. Uh, thanks for the lady. invite. Thanks Always. for the invite. Any single time you can come on, I'd love to have you on. You are the best. And you can check out WrestleBread tomorrow night live, 8 Central Standard Time, 9 Eastern Central Standard 9 Eastern Standard Time. And right before her, the Universal Wrestling Podcast with Dylan, right here for the Bloodline Entertainment Network at 6.30 Central Standard Time, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And that's what we got going on on the Bloodline Entertainment Network tomorrow. But be sure to check out the First Lady. J.D., you are the absolute best. Where can the people find you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at JDC137. You can find the podcast at Russell Brett as well. Click the links in the bios for all the socials. Like Tim said, you can find me live every Thursday, L-I-V-E live. Yeah. 9 p.m. EST exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network YouTube channel. I will be going over um, Money in the Bank this week and all the craziness that has happened as well, too. And like Tim said, if you are a fan of gaming, I stream gaming as well. You can find me with the Gaming with the Bloodline with Late Night Gaming with JD Mondays. At 11.15 p.m. EST. So after all, hop on over to the Twitch. You can catch me playing uh, this on Mondays. I play Detroit Become Human. So you watch me go for <laughs> weird decisions that I made, including one. If you didn't check out um, last this uh, this week, a decision I made that actually killed the character. So 
definitely check that out. And then on Tuesdays at 10.30, Star Wars Tuesday, I'll be playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So be sure to check it out. You're the best. I, I, I tell you every single time. I can't stress it enough. You, the best. You're the greatest. I'll always turn my one up to you. First lady of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Everything she does is fantastic. You know who else is fantastic? All of you. We wouldn't be doing this without you. Again, thank you so very much for tuning in. I believe now we're at 299 subscribers, okay? Hit, please, please, please hit that like button. Please, please, please hit that subscribe button. Be number 300. Be number 300. Put in the comments that you were number 300. If you're number 300... Maybe a small thing would be coming to you. Put in the comments your number 300. We appreciate that greatly. Throw your ones up for the Bloodline Entertainment Network and the First Lady. And put Bloodline Entertainment Network into your Google search bar. You know what's going to happen when you do that? We're on audio. Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart, Google Music, wherever you can find your audio, we are there. And we're also on the BloodlineNetwork.com. BloodlineNetwork.com. What? bloodlinenetwork.com what bloodlinenetwork.com sports wrestling entertainment all our videos all our audio everything we do in one place plus our merch our merch get our fucking merch it's right there right when you go to the homepage of bloodlinenetwork.com our merch is sitting fucking right there we got tank tops we got t-shirts we got clothes for kids we got baby clothes go and check out the fucking merch Everything we do, bloodlinenetwork.com. Again, bloodlinenetwork.com. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. Please hit that like. Please hit that subscribe. We appreciate you greatly. For the first lady, your boy, TK, we 